like check uh, this out. This is funny, man. You're welcome. Or how's your mother? Something. How's your mother? How's your mother? Well, she's very fine. Thank you for asking. <laughs> you're welcome. See, says, you're hey, welcome. you're welcome. Right. You can be. Good this is the first time that they have romantic feelings towards each other. For the first time, right? Ever, no, Billy D. Williams was. I mean, uh, he made Gail. He made Gail laugh. So for the first time, Gail's like, maybe Piccolo is not so bad. Right. Maybe I want to sleep with him. Now, do you, does the story of Piccolo, like, was that national news? Like, I'm just trying to place yeah. the chronography. Like, yeah. so the story was a big story before this movie came out. Well, yeah, Piccolo was a play, a big player. I mean, he was no Gale Sayers, but he was a big part of the success of, now they didn't go to the playoffs. They didn't, it wasn't the greatest season, but it, as far as the team, he was a big part of Chicago Bears success that year and uh, for multiple years. Then all of a sudden, he starts playing not as well, Piccolo, and they take him off the team. The next thing you know, he's dying of cancer and is dead. So it was big news, at least, maybe not national, I don't know, but in... And, and you know, yeah. I saw this film as a kid, Mike. It made me cry. This was the yeah. first film I ever saw as a little... I mean, I don't know, it was 1970, so I was... I was... Eight, seven, six. Yeah. Six, but I mean, I didn't see it when it first aired. I saw a rerun. I went to my mom and I said, "Oh, this movie's so such a." She was like, "Don't bother me, kid." She did not console me. <laughs> mom, who's doing that to football? Yeah, this was a a big, big, big pop culture moment. This movie. Yeah, there's it was Big okay. Lebowski, all the way on the left. Now you know he was the title role in Santa Claus the movie from the 1980s. Well, I only know that because I have his credits here. I don't right. know that movie. Uh, well, I'm an old timer in a lot of ways. What that means is I'm a racist in a lot of ways. Oh. But I don't think it's all that common for a man of my age to... It's, you know, it be used to like the way things, things are. are. Be comfortable. Blacks stay over there. We whites stay <laughs> over here. What's the big deal? What's it? Warren stays on this side. Ed seems to think it's a good idea. I what? guess maybe we are due for some changes around here. I want to, I want to wait for Lebowski's voice. Oh, no. No, it's not that simple, Gail. <laughs> JC's idea... Yes, I did agree with him. Is that this is 1965? Wow. We'd like the bears. I to suggest you do what your parents did and get a job. <laughs> so we'd like you and Brian Piccolo to room together. What? That's it? That's the big deal? That's all. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's all. That's what this is about. Is that all? Yeah. I, you had me worried. I thought it was something. Now they're really going to say the end words. You might want to mute. Man, you're talking about a white man. All right, I'll mute. Our show doesn't need to have that word. Okay, well then, this is a bad song. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm Brian's sorry. song. This is a bad movie to pick because they will make, they will say the N-word, James Cons will say the N-word. He says chicken N-word. Mm. But when he uses the N-word, Gail Sayers and his wife think it is hilarious in this script and that's probably reflecting of real life because it was in his autobiography i guess right have you ever read the autobiography is this something that no. you read 
You know, I enjoy watching football. I'm not one of those people who likes to understand everything about the players, especially their real lives. Yeah. And that's true for everything for me. I love well, rock bands and I'm not interested in who's sleeping with who and who's lost their house and who's on heroin, you know? Right. But you know, uh, although it does help you appreciate Johnny Thunders more, if you know that he was on Chinese rocks, he was living on Chinese rocks. Okay. This, uh, <laughs> I, I think feel... I'll appreciate him less and be happy with it. I feel kind of bad because, you know, with our, our podcast of several years, I've been forcing you to actually get the details of movies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you may not give a shit about like the players, but you're needy. You have to. Movie it's like a... Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you, uh, James Caan, this film actually put him a little bit over the top, even though he was already. Um, okay. He had been in El Dorado. He had been in Robert Altman's Countdown, which is a, a name we should I never know. Even it. Heard I, of know. It. I never even heard of that movie. We bet should we Fra Francis Ford Coppola's The Rain People. Okay. Right. And he was right. Like, I'm a movie star now. I'm not a TV guy anymore. I'm not doing this film. And the agent would say, Well, they really want you. No, I'm not. And he goes, Hey, I got in the mail the script. I told you I don't want to do this film. Read the script. I read the script, but I'm not doing it. Then he read the script. And so after this, he became Sonny the very next year, Sonny uh, 1972. Sonny Corleone. You see, he goes, I'm pissed off because I'm probably not going to make the team. I'm probably going to get. Okay, turn it up. This is Dick, but Dick Buttkiss. Oh. In the center. I'm making the team, gentlemen. Well done. Wait, you know, who? Coach the mustache? Kind of frowns yeah. on the Asian of new men. Jesus, well, now that you made the team, it's really like you're one of us. Oh no, initiation. Welcome right. to the Chicago Bears! But what we don't see is the actual hazing. And this is a movie. I don't think that's a good idea. You know, this is a movie, so we need to see something. We need to be we, what, thrilled. How many noodles poured on her head? Look at yes, this. Yes, we need to see it. There's the wives. Now, this is real footage of. Yeah. Yeah, this is actual. And I got to tell you, as a football fan, the helmets look very funny because they are like today's helmets look like space helmets, right? Of the astronauts. So to it's, protect it's, your head. Yeah, it's so thin and they just have that face guard. It's very different from today's helmets. Look at these towels from the 70s and they really go around the waist. There's a lot of improvements in towel technology, but yeah, the yeah. old school towels, they would go around your waist. <laughs> now, Piccolo's fucking with them again, even though they're roommates and friends now. He's going, what you call the defense? A bunch of cowards? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, like, he goes, well, we had a good off defense. You know, I mean, we had a good, um, you know, and we just, all right, whatever. What we so missed is, is Brian Piccolo was like, I probably didn't make the team. And then Gail Sayers was like, well, they wouldn't make us roommates if you didn't make the team. And he was like, hey, yeah, that's right. And he got all excited. And they went to call their wives. And that's when they were initiated. But right now we're watching a real game, right? This is yeah, not this like is an Gale exhibition Sayers. game. This is Rookie oh. of the Year, 1965, Gail Sayers. Oh, wow. So this is actually number 40 himself. Yep. Touchdown! So, this, so they made the team if they're actually playing a game in the season, right? Like, well, I know okay. that, 
Yes, but you can still get cut. There's an initial period. Okay, now we meet the wives. Ooh, at Pizza Hut. Now, Gail is very shy and very quiet. And hopefully the defense goes the same way. Yeah. Well, okay, this is like a, the word isn't mansplaining, but it's one of those situations in which the men are talking about, like they're talking shop, and the women are pretending it's so interesting and and funny. Go ahead, go ahead, listen. Figure she's going to get really foxy, you know, can this. <laughs> Very same play. Um, trap play is also called a sucker play because it makes the defense look real bad when it works. And defense, they don't, don't like understand. to look real bad. Well, the reason I wanted to, he makes a joke, right. and Gail is very shy. So his wife goes, Gail made a joke. Go ahead. Okay. How's the family, Rose? I was afraid to get up. I figured not everything was going to come with me. Uh, you have never seen anyone so black and blue in your life. <laughs> it's like a room with a colored play again. <laughs> oh, because he's blue. Gail told the joke. <laughs> ah, Gail got jokes. You know that expression? Gail got, Gail jokes. got jokes. Yeah. Oh, Gail got jokes. Hey, everybody. Gail, Gail he speaks. He speaks. <laughs> He was a very shy person, and there was a remake of this film in 2001 by Disney Channel. And Gail really? Sayers he liked, he said he liked the remake better because Billy D. Williams just played him too shy. But the truth is, he, he played him accurately. I mean, there's going to be this scene in which uh, Gail Sayers up, gets up to accept an award and make a speech, and he basically just stands there. I mean, it's recorded, Gail. This is you. He's not faking right. it. Wow, this is really incredible, this archival footage. Yeah, did you see him juke the um the Yeah. Rat? He ran. He ran along. I think I understand football. You see, football, yeah. the differences between football and baseball. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's like a, everything. You ever see that Church Carlin bit? No. Oh, is In that one football. I should check out? Well, you know what? You should, if you ever have an opportunity to watch, I think the first episode of Saturday Night Live, George Carlin does his difference between football and baseball bit in one okay. of the many opening monologues. So you, you'll see it. It's a famous bit of his. In baseball, you got to go home. But in football, you got to kill the other guy. <laughs> he was a true genius. He would take a lot of expressions and, and bear new light to it. So that was a good bit. He's whistling. Well, yeah, you see, they've been practicing his speech and getting all ready because they're good friends now. And he's about to get up and give his speech. Uh, don't, don't mess up, Mike. I'm not the, you think, right, girl. You're not, let's hear his speech. Uh, <clears throat> I'd like to thank you all for this honor. Those are really right. Supposed to say to give it to one man, it's football is about a team, and he's got a whole thing prepared about the team. Okay, just get to it, Brian. Uh, no, not Brian. Gail. Living guy. Gail Sayers. Yeah, right. Gay, <laughs> Gay Sayers. Anytime, Gail. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I did not like the, the, that whole thing. Now, look, 
The speech is there and it's a continuity error. It's clearly a blank piece of paper. Oh. Well then it's he said everything he, he said everything he needed to say then. Yeah, that's right. He followed his speech. Good one, Mike. Good one, Mike. <laughs> hey man, I could do sports humor like the rest of us. Like the like the rest of us guys. Williams' film debut was Last Angry Man, 1959, but he came to national attention in the movie Brian's Song, 1971, earned him an Emmy nomination. He didn't win it for Best oh. Actor. Basically, this, this gave him a career, the, his appearance in this. And guess who it didn't give a career is Lou Gossett Jr. Lou Gossett Jr. was cast to be Billy D. Williams' part and play Gail Sayers, but then yeah. he was like working out and he, he ripped his Achilles tendon and he was like crying in his cornflakes because it was his big shot. And the producer was like, don't worry, man, we'll get, listen, I got this thing coming up. It's called Roots. I'm putting you in it. So that's oh. it. He became Chicken George and he yeah. became a very famous person that we saw as a wrestler. Am I wrong? It was Thunderground? Thunderground, good one. Um, you know, this is the one where like the kids take over the soda shop and make it into a bar. Oh, this is the Living zoo the crew. Trailer. Zoo crew. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't yeah. that Ben Vereen? Ben. Uh, that was Ben Vereen living in the trailer. Okay, yeah. so ben Vereen just happens to have a club, but he lives outside in a trailer. Okay, Good never movie. mind. I'm confusing two people. It wasn't Lou Gossett Jr. All right. Well, now they're double fisting. Oh, they got pizza again. What they're saying here, like, it's like, who made the, the next, he's got the thing, like, who's on the oh, next no. team? Yeah, and Brian's not on it. and But he got first starting guy, right? Yeah. So poor Brian. Poor Brian. Come on, pizza's getting cold, Black Magic. Um, He calls him Black Magic, and... Yeah. Gail calls him Pick, as in Piccolo, but oh. the tr his true nickname, uh, Brian Sayers' true nickname was the Kansas Comet, because he went to school in Kansas. I don't know. No, but that, I mean, like, I thought they really raw off the tongue. Hey, so, Carl, like, what's up? Everything's Kansas. going <laughs> Comet. Comet. Yo, KC. Okay, so everything is great with the world, right? I mean, Brian, yeah. he's on the bench. And, okay, Gail, Gail is taking the position, like, Brian is not starting. He's sitting there waiting for Gail to get out of the game. And then Brian gets to go in. But, oh, no! What happened? What happened in a sports movie, if you fall in slow motion, something fucked That's up not good. going down. Oh, now it's regular motion. I'm in pain. I'm in pain. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it, says Jack Warden. Now, this is real footage. This is Gail That's Sears. That's his wimpiest moment. God. Can you imagine, like, having a movie about your life and you have to rewatch the moment you got fucking banged <laughs> up? That's right. Yeah. So now. They're driving in the grass? Yeah, fuck it. No, it's a driveway. And not only is it a driveway, but it's the house of Bewitched. They're going to walk into the television set of Bewitched, believe it or not. Right, because uh, uh, what was her mom's name? Agatha? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
or maybe that was the daughter. What was the daughter? Tabitha. Yeah, yeah. Tabitha. Which, that, you no, know, Esmeralda. I was... That was her. Do you remember Tabitha had a late 70s spinoff show? Like she was an adult witch. I remember was, that, uh, that was a true thing, but I never. Yeah. You know who played Tabitha? It was Lisa Hartman from Entertainment Tonight. Interesting. From okay, Entertainment here is, Tonight. This was bewitched set. They're at a television station. Uh, set right now in los angeles it's a little different right different chairs different tv set uh no um well maybe you're right i don't know but do you recognize it does muscle memory no. in your head go that's bewitched house no no like if you showed me brady bunch's house i would know it uh <laughs> no this is that would be so funny, Carl, just for a movie to have an interior of the Brady Bunch house and not call attention to it. <laughs> if you showed me, uh, like, Ricky and, and uh, Lucy's bedroom, I would know it. Sure. Family matters, too. I'm, I pretty much know that house by heart. Yeah. Her, now, this yeah. is a, like, I'm feeling sorry for myself scene. Like, I said I was okay! Now get out! But not that. Men and their feelings. Do you think this movie, like, the reason why it's such a pop phenom was that it was men and their feelings and love for each other? and Yes, but I, I think it also had to do with the popularity of football and the racial component and that it was apparently a quality film. You know, <laughs> this, this thing... Nielsen ratings, it was 32.9. It had an audience share of 48%. Half the country that watched TV that night watched this. That's nuts. Now, it was the most watched made-for-TV movie ever, but not for a long time. Uh, the right. Night Stalker in 1970. Okay, somebody's in the basement. Who's that in the basement? What the fuck is this shit? Well, that knee ain't gonna <laughs> fix itself. Go uh -huh. ahead, listen, guys. Pick Piccolo itself. Yeah, what so. the hell is that thing? What it is, which is a leg lift machine. What for? What for? Well, uh, getting that knee back in shape is not going to be a take it easy proposition. So I set it up in the basement so you have to walk down the stairs. <laughs> I'm not afraid. Uh, I'm not afraid. Ouch. 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 Mike, don't Ouch. you dare, Mike. Don't you make a mistake. Ouch. 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 Okay, now. You you see the towel in his hand. I am not afraid. I'm just tired of being bugged by reporters. Linda, you. Hey, you. You, know, you are a real charmer, Sarah. I mean, an absolute saint. Look, maybe you think it's a real friendly thing hey, to do. You can hey. stick that in your ditty bag, too, you hey. dumb your jackass. Ditty bag. Whoa. You dumb jackass. Now, the towel's going to dis Yep, towel disappeared. Yep. He called him a what? Titty bag? He said, put it in your ditty bag, you chicken. I don't know what he said. But listen, I, even though I've, this is my fifth time because were, we were going to do this yesterday. So I was like, all right, I'll watch it one more time if I've got the time. <laughs> I said to see this goddamn film. And I didn't really, cry. Really? But how's your chest hair, Carl? Like, did you grow chest hair every time you watch Brian's song? <laughs> if I could grow chest hair, I would. So, <laughs> so what's happening here is he's saying, look, I'm not helping you because you're my friend. I'm helping you because, like, it, when I was in high school, I was the greatest this and the greatest that. But unfortunately, 
there was a guy better than me. So even though he led the country and such and such, there was a guy, you know, he had to play second fiddle. Same thing happened when he went to college. Now he's in the pros and he's the greatest, 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 but there's a, he's second fiddle again. So he's like, now he's the starter because Billy D. Williams is out. So he, what he wants to say is, I want you coming back. I don't want anybody saying that I got a lucky break. I want to beat you legitimately. So we're going to get your knee back in order so that nobody can say I'm not the greatest because of me. That's his that's, whole deal. That's a really nice thing to say to someone down on his luck, right? <laughs> I mean, that's that's actually a good speech. Yeah, and it it's it's uh the truth is and you can see it through the film. He really is doing it cuz he loves this guy. He's a good yeah. friend. Now, remember in real life this was happening, not exactly like this. We don't know what the real life was, but we're talking about 21 and 22 years old here. Right. I mean, this wow, guy so died. He didn't get to live. You know, like, you're born, now you're four. You're really not living yet. You're eight. Like, it isn't until you're high school you can see what it's going to be like to have a life, right? He's graduating, he goes to college, and then he's dead. What a ripoff. Right. What, you mean the, the college admissions were like, we're not going to get money for junior and senior year. <laughs> Tuition money's gone. So what he's doing now is he's hearing Brian Piccolo do great <laughs> on the radio. So he's like, I've got to get better. Fuck this cane. So now he's yeah, he like, in the trash. Perfectly good cane. <laughs> perfectly good cane. If I saw a cane in the trash, I'd be like, what's the story? <laughs> <laughs> Did somebody beat yeah, up somebody's all Somebody's dead. <laughs> so now we see oh, the, it isn't your rocky montage or anything but we do see like him tr without music and c fast cuts okay. we see him working hard to get back in shape and we see brian helping him it, it's a big i mean he's playing professional football so it's like get back in shape to play for, re play professional football again That's yeah the, the stakes are high it's not just like get back so that you can walk again. It's get back so that you can be the athlete you used to be. It, it's it's asking a lot. Cut. I love James Conn's hair throughout the decades. He yeah. always had the best hair. Look at that. I'd love to have hair like that. <laughs> What's so great about it? Just regular hair. No, he's got the curls, tight curls. It looks good. <laughs> okay. So this was so popular that they tried to release it theatrically, but it really didn't work. It it was a they thought this was such a hit on TV. Let's try it in the theaters, and it it didn't. That's interesting because if it shows on broadcast TV in the early seventies, there's a good chance you're never going to see it again until they yep. do a rerun of it. So you know it's definitely water cooler school next day at school kind of conversation. Did you see Brian right? Kong? And then it goes away. So a movie gives you a chance to see it in a limited window, you know. Uh, the production was such a success ABC, uh, on ABC that it was later shown in theaters by Columbia Pictures. Now that explains our opening logo, right? That explains, it's yeah. Amazing. Okay, so it was released. Of course, the premiere was in Chicago. However, it was soon withdrawn due to lack of business. And also it was theatrically released in, in Europe. I don't have much data on that. Okay, yeah. so 
now we have the scene when it's like I'm healthy again. They're like first one to the hot dog stand buys the hot dogs. Now look, there's trouble. Okay, oh. this is a famous scene, them running in slow motion together. You can see Jimmy. Turn on Dennis. the Brian Song song. Oh, this is the Brian Song song? Na, 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 na. This was a hit. Come on, 70s. This was a hit. Instrumental. It's an instrumental. Now look, what's happened? Things aren't good. I did Papa. Ew. Papa Kneebone. But wait. Ah. Burr, 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 now, burr. All the times I've seen this film, it's not clear to me if he was pretending. It looks like he did really fuck up. Yeah, it did. It does. But I mean, this is the scene that declares like you're healthy again. So if he just fell, you know. Now, Brian's song has no lyrics. It's an instrumental. Well, there are lyrics. There are lyrics. Let me go to the okay. song and tell you about it here. Okay, Bell Records released um, an album. There wasn't enough music to make a soundtrack because they just play, keep playing this song over and over again. <laughs> so they to justify a long-playing so soundtrack album, Legrand, Michael Legrand did this, uh, recorded Brian's song, Themes and Variations, which included a oh. section of his um, other film projects. But... They released a 45 called Brian's Song. Um, theme to Brian's Song called The Hands of Time, popular term in the 70s, um, become, it became a standard. It charted for eight weeks in 1972, number 56 on the Billboard Top 100. So that's not so, so high. But for a TV, one-time TV a movie experience, that's pretty high. That's right. Won a Grammy Award for the Best Instrumental Composition. What variations? We had one song and we stretched it to an LP. No, the forty-five. The forty-five. Oh, 45. Okay, song. You. Yeah. Hey, Coach Dangle, how's it hanging? Okay, now we're supposed to see the shadow of the boom mic, but I really think it's no big deal. Over James Con's head to the right, you'll see okay. a shadow of I do, a. I see it. It's all the way at the way top. It, it it's not even worthy of an internet mention in my. Okay, turn this on. Turn this on. Okay. To make like, you number one fullback. Hey, big, you and like, me starting back, Bill. What do you say? We're gonna replace you as halfback. Keep it up. Keep it up. Which, I didn't think it was That's possible, but I think you finally found the way to shut him up. Look at him die. He's a good actor. He's a good actor. Did you ever follow his twi uh his Twitter account? James Conn died, a, right? He died. Uh, he died yeah, he in twenty twenty two. Yeah, pretty recently, twenty twenty two. His Twitter his tweet account. He would always uh, end every tweet with the words "end of tweet." <laughs> <laughs> like like telegraph stop yeah 
Now, this is real footage. The thing is, it wasn't the TV broadcast. It was somebody with a 16 millimeter film on the sidelines, you know, because that was the day. Right. Because usually, like, if you watch a movie, like, if Disney Plus did Brian's song now, they would use CGI and, you know, maybe they would get, you know, rent a space. But they wouldn't. This is really well done, I think. Well, maybe uh, what I should have done instead of watching this film again was say, okay, check out the 2001 Disney release. Yeah, but that's not your style, though. No, it's not. Watch the film. Okay, so now Brian Piccolo is in the peak of health. He's doing great all the time. He's he's excelling on stage, but he keeps losing weight. Why? There is no reason for it. He's eating. Uh Yeah, something's something's not right it's so strange because we're halfway into this movie so like i guess the third act is just him bedridden or (laughs) well it's got its ups and downs it's not just him bedridden but you know the thing is in real life he had multiple surgeries in this movie it's like he had two he had one which was supposed to fix him and it didn't work and he went in for a second one and died but also this is a he had testicular cancer and it's extremely treatable uh just not back then right Uh, let me tell you about this cancer the cancer began with the tumor near piccolo's heart taking root in embiotic tissue you know you have that since you're born it's your embiotic uh it's the little sac you're in it it recurred in his pectoral muscles giving him a form of breast cancer and it involved a lung Oh, water boy. Oh, yeah. Thank you, water boy. Thank you, water boy. Okay, so uh, Brian Piccolo had a metastasized verse of testicular cancer, not mentioned in the film for reasons of delicacy on Prime TV. Testicle was a censored word. He underwent multiple extremely painful surgeries. He had a breast, you know, mastectomy, the removal of his chest wall, the removal of his testicle, which is called orchia. Octomy and other things is a bullet point here. Uh, the surgeon was too gung ho. A lot of people feel because his it, Brian's chances were virtually zero. The cancer at such an advanced state, there was nothing that could actually be done. They should have focused on his quality of life. Now in seventy yeah. four, right? He just died in seventy. In seventy seventy one, did he die? In seventy four. This doctor, Larry Einhorn, developed a regimen that had direct dramatic impact on this form of cancer. Today, this cancer, when caught at the right stage, is the most treatable cancer, and it beats leukemia in its treatableness. Uh, 70 cent per, 70 cent per chance, chance of survival he would have had. And if somebody's testicular cancer is not metastasized, it's 99% survival rate. So he got born wow. at the wrong time. Yeah. Hey, uh, bad news. Uh, what's that? You have something, something cancer. Oh, this damn TV movie. You tell me I have something, something. Yeah, write in your somethings. <laughs> Please tell me where is the cancer? Uh, well, you it's know. somewhere. It's, uh, you got it in the somethings. It's around your zone. Now. Guess what? Brian Piccolo 
I mean, Gail is being told by Jack Warden that Brian Piccolo, he's getting cut. He's going down to the lower team, the whatever it's called, AAA or the whatever. Farm. He's the just not performing. Yeah, the farm team. So, But it's not because of cancer. It's just that he's a shitty player now. They don't know about cancer. He's just a shitty player. He's not. <laughs> Did I say he that? kick our ass, okay? He's just not the hundred. He's at 80% and the other guys are at 100. So In football, oh, I'm tackling. But in baseball, it's an out. <laughs> <laughs> it's my George Carlin. So I, he, does he make baseball seem wimpy compared to football the whole time? That's the trick to a George Cadence, uh, George Cadence, a George Carlin Cadence. You would mm -hmm. say like, uh, in cricket, but in lacrosse. <laughs> All right, so let's listen. I don't, I don't need football. football That's not what he's saying. That is not what he's saying. I'm going to hold my I'm breath saying. until I get back on the team. Being treated in a damn Chinese restaurant. He's mad at the doctor. Be this, be that. Give him, give him a straight answer. He just tried it. It's like a half hour left, so the last 20 minutes he's going to be having cancer? Why are you... Is it, uh, I let you run the film because you're so heavy on the mute button. I'm so liberal with the mute button. Right. Let the men speak. It's also pointless, Gail. I mean, I know perfectly well what's wrong with me. Uh oh. Gail, I, uh, I think I'm pregnant. That explains your fat ass. People loved this film, man. They loved it. Yeah. Oh, no. This is like a big pop culture moment in America. The Chernobyl Stadium. Yeah, that's right. Now, look, I didn't mean for you to leave the mute button on forever. I just mean be a little more liberal. Gail Sayers wanted to play himself, which would have been sucky. It would have been horrible. Uh, it would have been the first time. Big Lebowski... Yeah. They got bad news. Carl, I don't think you would know this, but there was a, a World War II movie about a true story about a guy who who sacrificed a lot. He, he survived, but he played himself in the movie. I think he got an Oscar. I, I, God, I wish I had my movie trivia. Uh-huh, right at the tip of your brain. More attuned, but uh, I remember that. So people have... I'm trying to think of movies where the actual person plays themselves. Uh, yeah. Private um, parts? Right, private parts, but that doesn't really count. That's like a fake movie. It's, it was a star vehicle for him. It wasn't right. uh, a retelling of a true story. I mean, it no, was, right. but it wasn't. Okay, so I'll now we're learning there. Brian has cancer. And uh -oh. he's not happy. He's not happy. It's something that Brian carried around inside him all his life. That's the embryonic fluid part. Um, I it off. They don't know whether or not they they got it in time. I'm afraid they don't know that either. Now you know Gail is shy and bad at public speaking, so he's like, "I'll tell the team." They're like, "You, Gail? Who's going to tell him?" 
I'm not going to tell him. You tell him. No. Oh, I'm not going to tell him. Yeah, he's my boyfriend. You, Gil? That's not me. Hey, guys, I got some good news and I got some bad news. Listen up. Good news is I'm over my public speaking fear. (laughs) The good news, I learned how to start an introductory, uh, how to start a speech. The bad news. I don't know how to finish. Uh, Brian's got cancer. Now, he's not just saying, like, guys, Brian's got cancer. But one of the things I didn't mention that's a big deal in this film is who gets the game ball? The best player every game gets the game ball. So he's like, we should award the game ball to Brian Piccolo, who's not even on our team anymore, but he was just yesterday. And he's got cancer, so let's give him the game ball. So the thing is, they give him the game ball and go on to lose the game. So Brian Piccolo's like, come on, man. You give a guy a game ball, he's supposed to win the game. Brian, Brian, we we talked, the team and I talked about it. And and, and you want me to play? No, we got you this ball. (laughs) Right. To celebrate your cancer, we're bringing you a ball. To, to celebrate your testicular cancer, Carl. We're getting you a testicle. Here, here's the game testicle. You got me the game something something. It is 1971. Oh, he's giving a big speech. Yeah, go ahead. It is sick. Very sick. <laughs> and uh, it looks like. Uh, <laughs> This isn't what I when I cried. I cried. You might never play football. Like at the last yeah. like death scene. We don't see him die, yeah. but this is pretty b- brutal. I haven't seen this movie before. I know you've seen it five times, so I, I might be talking over the more sensitive moments. It's all right. I maybe I saw it six because I saw it when it aired when I was a little kid. Right. But, but the thing is, maybe I was super young because, okay, 71, I was in East Orange, and I'm born in 66, so right. I was... Um, five? Yeah, maybe I was five. So it makes sense I would cry over somebody dying. Like, you go right. to watch... it. I remember the first time I ever saw a television show from the beginning to the end, because as you know, you didn't pick one and stream it. It was just rolling. Sure, you just turn I on the TV. What an experience. I never knew what the fuck they were talking about on TV, you know? I would always be coming in in the middle as a little kid. Right. I remember the first time I saw a complete story from start to finish. Okay, the internet says this says it's a Los Angeles hospital, but we're supposed to be in Chicago, but I don't see a sign. No? So on your yell, go Bears. Oh, no, it has to be Chicago. You hear that? <laughs> Here he's going. You win the game. You're supposed to win, win the game. game. Stop busting my something, Brian. Now, <laughs> in this film, Bernie Casey is playing JC, JC Caroline, that guy right there. And right. but as they're exiting the room, James Conn will go, Thank you. Thank you, Bernie. He'll he'll give him he'll give Bernie a slice of pizza. It'll call him Bernie. And they left it in.
Bernie Casey, record-breaking hurdler. He would throw hurdles for Bowling Green State University, helped the 1959 football team win a small national college national championship, All-American recognition, U.S. Olympic trials in 1960, national honors, high hurdles, 58 through 60. All right, so I'm looking at his credits. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Never Say Never Again. I'm going to get you, sucker, Revenge. Turn up the sound. Turn up the sound. All right, all right. Hang on a sec. Hey, give me, give me a sec. Forget it, Mike. Don't turn up the sound. Duh. Duh. <laughs> you, heard I, him, I, did you hear him shuffling his feet? Take Gail down and have him. You can mute it now. Sorry, Carl. I was looking at Bernie Casey because I knew him from something. And, well, uh, he was the ninth overall selection in the 1961 NFL draft by I the 49ers, Sucker Free City. Yeah. Sucker Free City. I saw that. San Francisco. Now, the thing Sucker I know Free. him from is James Bond, the Never Say Never Again. Right. He was Felix, wasn't he? Right. The CIA agent. Yeah, who didn't help when Fatima was going to kill James Bond. Right. I finally saw Never Say Never. Never Say Never Again was there was a loophole with Thunder. One of the earlier Bonds, some guy had the copyright. Like they shared the copyright. It was the Broccoli oh. family and this other guy. So they took Thunderbolt, the, the, the underwater movie that Connery was in, and they just redid it. Mm-hmm. So I actually, I never, I never saw the original or the, the unofficial remake. So I watched both recently. Okay, now the director does a good thing here, or the writer. And I haven't really told you about the writer yet. He's, he's yeah. really for real. Um, so they're in the cancer ward, and this little girl was like, I want Gail Sayers' autograph. So they came down to give him the autograph, and he goes, well, she's not with us here anymore. She's not with us anymore. And he's like, well, do uh -oh. you have a forwarding address? And she's like, no, you don't get it. She is dead. So the direct uh, writer and director all you know clearly did that to show us the tragedy that's to come, Brian. Right. Well, if that okay. little girl passes away. Yeah. William Blinn is the writer's name, and he was all about television. You know, Rawhide, Gunsmoke, The Rookies. Here, you know, Shane. But with Aaron Spelling, he created Starsky and Hutch. That's pretty good. Look also, at this. Look he at was Sayer, his man. own producer. He made Eight is Enough and Fame. He wrote the movie Purple Rain. This guy was for wow. real. Carl, I just learned something about Eight is Enough, something I didn't realize as a kid. Yeah. That hour-long TV show had a laugh track. Eight is Enough had a laugh track? Right. <laughs> it did. that. It totally did. I was reading a book from 20 years ago, and it said the only two hour-long shows that had a laugh track, as per 2002, is Enough and Love Boat. Love Boat sounds right. Okay, Love turn Boat this sounds... up. Turn this up. Okay, give me a second. Because you don't need a great amount of wind or... So what he's thinking side. about is, what if I become a kicker? I could be a kicker well, and I could be in the game. Because... Sport. I don't know, Brian. I'm, I mean, I'm no expert on kickers and things. Yeah, Brian, like, don't you need to be out of the wheelchair? Come on, turn it up. Turn it up. Come on now. Don't make fun of me, Brian. I'm scared. What of? What of? What of? 
You can't be serious. You know perfectly well what of. No, I don't. I swear to God, I don't, honey. Now look, I'm a, I'm no idiot. But this thing I got's bad. I know that. But uh, well, it's just a detour, Joy. Oh boy! I'm not gonna let it stop me. Yeah. Okay. No, it's just not. There's no way. I just want to show you. This is real thing. He did not believe. I got too much to do yet, Joy. He believed he was going to overcome this and be back to whatever. Maybe not football. Well, no, he wanted to try to become a kicker. Because you don't have to, you know, it's not it as physically. Pick it up, you dummy. Dale. Yeah. Mr. Piccolo, calm down. Damn. Calm Who's down. Sucking? The ball was wearing a white sheet. Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah, I was going to get a lot of that. Coming down. Like, what's going on with you? I tell you, you're not liberal in a enough situation like this. Button. So now you just leave it to run. Yes, Oh, he's happy. She won a game. <laughs> That's right. Oh, boy. Yeah. You didn't dedicate this one to me, though, did you? Nope. Oh, now he's so he's bedridden now. Um, well, he's still in the hospital. He's going to have his surgeries and everything. He really hasn't had the surgery yet. Gotcha. And boy, are they going to chop him up. But like we said, in real life, it's much more uh, than they show in the film. In the film, there's two rounds. He has one operation that's supposed to save him. Then they find out there's still more cancer. You got to have a second operation. It's like... That's when he realizes maybe I'm going to die. You know, he was trying to right. get over it. Like he fixed, uh, like he helped Gail fix his leg. This is what he was trying to do. I guess I should tell you about these wives as actresses. If you want to, they're not really in many scenes. I mean, I understand, you know, it's traumatic to his girlfriend, his wife. No, they're, they, they're, you know, they're in the stands, they're laughing over dinner, they're at the award ceremony, they're at the bedside, you know, she's there when he comes home with the hurt knee, here she is right here, it's, it's, they, they called them in the middle of the night to come over. Okay, let me talk hey, about her first. Joy sure, sure, Carl, I, I'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, I am going to kill Mike Spiegelman. Except for that cool logo on his. Okay. She was Mary Stone in the sitcom Donna Reed show. None of us ever saw that. But you might have seen her in Coach from 89 to 97. She was Christine Armstrong. She won two Emmy Award nominations. But also Shelley Fabris was the leading lady in Girl Happy, an Elvis Presley film. So... She is now saying that they didn't get all the cancer. They got to do another operation and somebody's got to tell Piccolo and she just can't bring herself to do it. Listen to Mike's wildlife in his backyard, my God. Okay, Judy Pace is the wom woman who plays Linda Sayers. Um, she, both of these women are still alive today. Um, Judy Pace was in a lot of black exploitation films. Uh, she played Vicki Fletcher on the TV series Peyton Place, which was way before our time and ended in 69. 
And she was also in another popular show called The Young Lawyers, which ended in 71. Sure. Um, I've, seen more Donna, I've seen more Donna Reed episodes than Coach. Really? Yeah. Donna Reed has that great theme song. They're cousins, right? Or no, I'm thinking Patty Duke. Fuck. <laughs> now, here comes some bureaucrat paperwork guy who's like, you have to sign your form, like, you know, because it's for the coming operation. But Brian Piccolo doesn't know. He goes, hasn't the doctor come to see you? No. Why would the doctor come to see me? Uh oh, awkward. Yup. So it was supposed to be the Dr. Billy Dean. Here, he? He's talked to you, I mean. No, no why? why? What oh, about? I'll step back a little later. Oh, no way. No, whoa, 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 buddy. You can't just drop a bomb. What would the doctor have to say to me? No, I'll let the doctor tell you. Well, you're something, somethings. You got <laughs> something, something. There's a lump on your something. Listen, the good news is you get to keep one okay. ball. Bad news is a football. <sighs> yeah, the bad news is it's the game ball for the game we lost. To show. And we lost the game. There's more of a tumor than they thought, Dick. They have to There's operate two again. more. Oh, man. That sucks. If someone went through surgery, that's the worst thing to hear. Well, the thing is, he thought he was on the mend in recovery. He's made it through the surgery. Now he's got to focus on getting better. Now he finds that all his hope and everything. Forgive the music, it's TV. You can oh, see it's all right. Soundtrack. Let's let's do Brian's song instead. <laughs> so memorable. Da, na, 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 na. I've heard I've heard this song a million times. Hey Brian, our Brian's song. That sounds like a like Sparks would do, like kind of a fourth wall. This is a song about a song. Professional gets into a habit after a while. He gets himself ready for a game mentally as well as physically because he knows those two things are all tied up together. Right. So why don't you come back after the operation? Because he's going to be fine. He's 100% mentally and physically. And what Brian is saying is that you're scheduling the game before he can get ready. Couldn't wait until over the weekend. Yeah. I yeah. Oh, yes, it could have been. Let it. Great. You're not getting your signature, buddy. First thing Monday morning, Mr. Piccolo. Okay. I'll see you then. My quick conversation over. <laughs> Man. Bad news. Can't get a break. Bad news bears. Bad news bears. Oh, it is. He's the original bad news bear, Brian Piccolo. <laughs> right. What was the bad news? He died of cancer. Oh, that too bad he isn't alive. If I ever met him, I'd be like, I loved you in bad news bears. Bad news bears. I wasn't in bears. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Brian's song. Should they rename Brian's song to bad news bear? 
<laughs> Except bad he's news, not a bear man. right now, is he? He's in the farm. No, no, he's not even a bear. Ex-bear. Okay, wait, I think I'm wrong. Brian Piccolo is 21 years old at the outset of the film's narrative. Okay, so he, that's five years. So he's like 26 right now, 25, 26. He's really young. Yeah. Yeah. Another bad thing is that, a bad thing about this film, and maybe one of the few bad things, is he's doing Brian Piccolo in a southern accent. It gives him a little charm, his drawl. But right. Brian Piccolo is from Massachusetts, so I don't know where this comes from. Oh, you know, Massachusetts, they have that southern draw. They're yeah, like, right. Let's get hella wicked piss. <laughs> I guess they would say hella. <laughs> Why'd I throw it out? Hella? Wicked pissa. Oh, that's a northeastern. It's a wicked pissa. Okay, now this is the most heartwarming thing, and it's real. Like, they have recorded you know, the recording of his speech. He really did this. I'm sure Billy D. Williams does it better. Okay, let's listen. I'd like to say a few words about a guy I know, a friend of mine. His name is Brian Piccolo. Pick. And he has a heart. Oh, I can't play the piccolo, but I can play the flute. Would you like to see me Andrea play the flute, Mike? Yeah. I was going to kid himself. Yeah. And I do. Opponent. Cancer. Ah, Carl's leaving the room. He has a mental attitude, which makes me proud to have a friend who spells out courage. Yep. 24 hours a day, every day of his life. All right, I'll play it when it's a pause. And don't make fun of me. me. I haven't played in a while. No, it's no problem. I, I have my recorder right here. <laughs> but I say to you here now, Brian Piccolo is the man of courage who should receive the George S. Hallis Award. So his memoir just talks about Brian in a couple chapters. No, it's one chapter Brian about tomorrow. Brian Piccolo. And I think the name is Behind God and Family. I think that's the name. Wow. What a book title. The chapter. <laughs> I love yeah. Brian Piccolo. Isn't that nice? I'm just going to cry. I'd like all of you to love him, too. Maybe I cried during this scene. I'm not sure. And tonight, he was great in the people. <laughs> Gosh, I haven't played in so long. I'm Please probably gonna... ask God to love him. Okay, awkward. This is the most awkward Dean Martin celebrity roast I've been to. <laughs> Nobody clapped. Right. Yay, cancer. the original recording. Okay, here we go. Ready? I'm going to play. Yep. Hello, Dial-A-Joke. I'm asking. I don't know. Whoa. Oh, I uh, that's you. I didn't realize you were a flutist. That's fucking a flautist. It right. 
That's so cool. I'm a flutician. Pearl, how many instruments do you play? Well, I whistle the trumpet. I whistle the tuba. I whistle uh -huh. the, the piccolo. So that was just you whistling. You didn't even bother to blow the flute. <laughs> no! You heard me play, right? I know. That's what I heard. Wait, did they do a weird swipe? Well, they did a... You're on one side of the phone. I'm on the other side of the phone. Now, basically what uh, Joy is saying here, not Joy, she's saying, come quick. You okay. come now because he's not going to make it. There's Big Lebowski. Right. Looking terrible. Well, I mean, you would too. <laughs> if I was Big Lebowski. <laughs> now, why is Big Lebowski there? Uh, you know what? He just wants to let Brian know he's still not on the team. This is probably the scene where I cried. I think we're at the end now. And not exactly the end, but real close. And he's sure. going to speak with... Privately speak with uh, Gail Sayers. Super. Erases. It's why you are. Biggest from head to toe. You gotta believe me. Brian, what's your Netflix password? Quick. I know. <laughs> what's your Netflix? What's your Netflix? Quick, quick, before you say it. No, Brian. Look at me. His focus. real last words were, can you believe this shit? He was talking to his wife. That's his real last words. Can you wow. believe this shit? And he died. You sure it wasn't what's your Netflix password? It was not. There. This is actually pre-Netflix. Even the DVD in the mail. I'm trying, yeah. I heard there's this movie called Star Wars. It's pretty good. I can do you think I'll... No. Mike, don't you dare click that by mistake. Get your hand off the mouse. What are you talking about, Carl? This is probably where I was crying as a five-year-old. Yeah, sure. Boy. Oh, no, Carl. Uh-oh. Oh, he was... You won't see him know. die. You won't see him die. He... Very convincing, yeah. though. Now, I think this voice stuff is using his chest cavity and wall. You know, it it doesn't... Like, I myself talk through my head. Yeah. Most people talk through their chest. And if you're missing right. your chest... The way you sang that dumb fight song. Oh, he's talking about the mashed oh. potatoes incident. Yeah. Brian's song. Play. Remember? I put mashed potatoes on your pants. Maybe this is why it's called Brian's song. I think it might be. The fighting song. I'm going to get you next training camp. I'm going to get you. <laughs> Do you remember the time I put mashed potatoes on your seat and you sat down? That was hysterical. <laughs> oh, I could talk about that for days. Oh. 
Remember, you tried to pretend you didn't sit in the mashed potatoes, but you totally did. Yeah. Why didn't you give me a real potato? Because those were already mashed. <laughs> more mashed potatoes. Can we talk about something else? Can we talk about something else other than the mashed potato? Is it? But it was so funny, right, Brian? 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 Will we go to hell for this? <laughs> we might, right, Mike? And you know, yeah. Uh, well, we're, we've been really respectful for this movie. We've been listening to most of these sentimental. Until it really movie. mattered. And then we'd laughed at him. Right. I'm just listening so I could make a bit out of this. Oh, no. Oh, no. He doesn't die on screen. Now this yeah. is the first interracial hug. Boy, this is terrifying. Brian. I love you, Brian. I love you. This might have been the crying moment. I feel it. Now remember, I know, like last year okay he's gonna live in real life i don't want to riff because i'm gonna, i want to see if i'm gonna cry or not wow wow that's the best muppet impression i've heard <laughs> that was a great kermit you've got the role uh, i'm here for the role of beaker all right, Brian let's Bigelow see what died of cancer at the age of 26. What? He left a wife and three daughters. Six, yeah. Three he daughters? He also left a great many he loving never met friends. Him. It's a film. Yeah. Yeah. think of him often. But when they think of him, it's not how he died that they remember. Right. But rather how he lived. How he lived. How he did live. Oh, he did live. We know movie otherwise. It's Brian. It's gone. Yes. Wow, Michael Grand. Yeah, it was a grand production. Uh, Carl, what you think of this movie? I enjoyed this film. I thought it was well done. I didn't like the racism, but come on, what are you going to do? That was the times. This was oh, time out in 1971. It was okay to say the N-word on TV, and they did. Right. Multiple yeah. times. Well, I guess we missed that, so good for us. But yeah, that's right. I, Heavy on the I've mute always, button is worth something valuable when they're saying the N-word. You know, like, I, when it comes to... Here we go. Da, da, da. Ugh, creepy. That creepy screen gens S <laughs> at the end. Check out the S from Hell. That's Rodney Asher's short about the screen gems logo oh. at the end. Uh, and how it, it traumatized children. Speaking of traumatizing children, we had just watched Brian's song. I'd never seen it before. I thought it was pretty good. You know? Yeah. Before, uh, it seemed uh, hit the punch. I like the fact that it's only 80 minutes. It launched the career of Billy D. Williams. It did not launch the career of Lou Gossett Jr. Right. It brought yeah. James Bond back to TV, and it had a hit song, which is ridiculous. A lot of men in our genera uh, generation was able to cry. You were allowed to cry. Our dads. Well, were I was a boy, not a man. 
I guess it, I was still a boy then, but you know, there's a whole generation of men who had permission so that's how i always know that film it was pretty good thanks carl for uh, recommending the movie uh we have another movie set up for next week here's what we want you to do join us every week you're here at the end of the show uh, hopefully you had a good time keep that going go from, subscribe to our podcast subscribe to us on youtube Please. Be uh, listen to mutinyradio.fm. They do live comedy shows in October. There's going to be their eighth annual Mutiny Radio oh. Comedy Festival. Yeah, uh, in October. Right so up. we have a, we have a movie all set up. I'm going to tell Carl once we get off the air what the movie is, but we'll let you know next week. So uh, keep reaching for the stars. Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. See you next week. Let's watch a full length. Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. It's been over one month. Six o'clock, everybody. You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm in .sf. We're here for the happy hour. Yay! The happiest hour of two hours-ish of comedy every Friday at six o'clock. We've got comedians from everywhere. They're going to do jokes, and it's going to be fun. And we all love stage time, and it's great. And uh, thanks for donating, everybody. Mutiny Radio at Venmo. Thanks for giving us money, helping us stay alive. Yay, so that we can help you help us. Cool. Oh, the sounds of... I love... There is like a little bit of sour cream on your cheek, and I've just never... Okay. It's cute. You know, that's the thing. Is errant food on a young man? So cute. On an old dude? Gross. <laughs> right? If you see an old man with like sour cream on the bottom of his lip, you want to vomit. But if you see it on like Peter Struckmeyer, you're like, oh yeah, baby doll. I just opened by... But it's, ah, I should have turned your mic up for that. You guys can guess the punchline. Put your hands together for your first comedian of the night, everybody. It's Dan Lewis. Yay! How's it going, guys? What's up? All right, we're rocking it here today. How we doing? How we doing? Cool, cool. What do we got here today? I see. Brady Pearson. Tim T I know everybody's name in the entire crowd. This is exciting for me. So it's good. My, my mulleted friend right there. That haircut, by the way, that is an insult to the bald man right there. 
<laughs> to waste precious resources like that? That is not fucking right, man. More like child molester in the front, child molester in the back. Child molester on his upper lip. Actually, I don't think people should suspect uh, Connor. No, no, parents should ha not have a problem with him because it's like, no child molester is going to dress that on the nose, you know? <laughs> Honey, why did you let that guy take our kid camping? I don't know, just, you saw the haircut, fanny pack full of lollipops. A little on the nose. I guess we'll find out on Monday. Okay. Uh, just wanted to make fun of my friend a little bit um, before I started. I wasn't ready. Yeah, I am. It sucks being bald, man. I had to f it just kind of sucked. People asked me. People were asking me all after the Oscars about my opinion just because I'm a member of the bald community. And I, I don't really have any strong feelings about it, but I, I really did enjoy being in exactly the same category as Jada Pinkett Smith in a civil rights struggle. That was fun. If I ever see her, I can be like, fight the power. That's pretty cool. People, my friends are like, that's different, man. She's got alopecia. That's different. And I'm like, how's it different how you got here, okay? We're at the same spot. We wound up in the same place. That'd be like if you're missing a foot. You saw another guy who was missing a foot. You're like, hey, I know how it is, brother. He's like, yeah, diabetes. And you're like, no, train accident. And he's like, I guess you don't know how it is then. You piece of shit. <laughs> you guys ever notice how people are, so many people are like uh, almost proud of not being able to do math? They'll be like, oh, 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 oh you know me, and don't make me do math. I can't do math. No one ever does that for other disciplines. You know, no one ever goes, oh, oh, oh you know me, I'm reading. Don't make me read. I can't read. I can't read, you guys. Trying to date responsibly, bought some condoms. The other day, got some magnums. Yeah, I got some, bought some mediums and some smalls, too. I based it on the size of the vagina myself. That's right. You've heard that one. Okay. I was, I was, what I was trying to do is think of a, a, another tag for it where I'd go, uh, uh, based on the size of the vagina, uh, I'm like a goldfish. I just grow to the size of the tank. And the, uh, I like, I'm trying tank right now. But yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and then I'm going to say... And then I was going to say, and I was going to say, uh, I'm having sex. She's like, oh, you're so big. And I'm like, don't pin this on me. Uh, yeah. Or, or uh, oh, you're so big. And I'm like, sorry you had to find out this way. No, it's not. I'm not. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Okay, I'm sorry. Thanks for the feedback. I appreciate it, you guys. Um, I had a, I, I did have a story that I wanted to tell about a, a, another comic friend of mine, a guy, a guy you, might, you guys might know. He was over at my house in the backyard, and we were having, uh, we were having some drinks. Marcus, Marcus Howard was we were having some drinks. And Marcus, okay, let's just say, Mar you know, Marcus maybe sounds a, a little whiter than he is. I don't know. Does that, is that checking out with anybody? He sounds like Professor Frank from The Simpsons, Marcus. Okay? And he's out there in the backyard just dropping N-bombs in my neighborhood, right? Left, left and right. And I got high fences, okay? So all I know is the neighbors just hear some dude who sounds white saying the N-word over and over again. And I'm like, Marcus, you want to fucking cool it a little bit, man? 
He's like, listen, man, that's, that's, that's our word. I'm allowed to say that word as much as I want. And I'm like, all right, fine. I can't take it away from you, but could you maybe blacken it up a little bit when you do it? <laughs> I, <laughs> anyway, sorry. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Dan Lewis, everyone. That's a funny new story. That's lovely. Uh, yeah, comedy is truth. Your next comedian... It's the one with the mullet. I call him the jizz master. Clap your hands in a wild slappy like motion for Connor Lonsdale. Yay. Oh, the music stopped. Yeah, jizz master. That's what the kids call me down at the school right there. It's reverse psychology. You know, you think it's too on the nose. That's I'm doing that on purpose. Get these, get their guard down. So I can molest children. That's the joke. Okay, what are we doing? What else were you talking about, Dan? I wanted to retort. Yeah, okay, I guess that's all it was. I was just telling Dan about that. I do have a problem with road rage. And I realized that when I, I was in the car, I said this out loud to myself. I, with zero hesitation or thought behind it, I said, I'm going to regret that decision for the rest of my life. And the decision was just to let someone go in front of me. I'll be on my deathbed. <laughs> come, come closer. I shouldn't have let that fucking Prius in. I should have known. It cost me 45 seconds. I don't, I don't have any tattoos. You, anyone here have tattoos? Pam's got a bunch of tattoos. I never got one. You know, I just never... I, I feel weird. I don't want to judge anyone else, but I, I'd feel weird about it. Like I, to me, it's kind of like you're just like, oh, this tattoo here, this represents how cool I want everyone to think I am. And then this one here, this represents uh, how cool I want everyone to think I am. And th this one here, this represents that I'm a Jew. It's a Holocaust joke. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It took you a second. I don't even like Holocaust jokes. In fact, I don't even like the Holocaust. If it was up to me, if I had a say in the matter, I would go. I would vote no. Hol no Holocaust. If I, was, if I was back then, I would be like, "Hey, don't, don't do that to them. It's bad." In fact, if I had a time machine, I would go back, I would kill Hitler. Wouldn't you guys do that? A lot of people talk about that. Dan loves talking about it. I thought that was a good idea, but then I thought, what if you go back in time, you kill Hitler, but what if there was another guy that was way more evil and way more efficient? No, he, he, back in Hitler's time, more evil, more efficient, but he just got beat out by Hitler's charisma. You go back in time, you kill Hitler, but that, then that guy takes over. You think you did a good thing. You come back to the future. Zero Jews. Just n none at all. Best thing on TV is young Sheldon. <laughs> There's schmegma everywhere. But then we realized that uh, schmegma is this unlimited renewable resource. So it d turned out to be... I guess you got to weigh that one. We don't really know. Is that worth all the Jews? Unlimited energy? 
Okay. There was one more. <laughs> I'm going to put a shirt on. You guys, ever, fellas, you ever come too fast? When you're jacking off? That's not, that's, that's a sad moment. I, I can't even satisfy myself. Oh. All right, guys, my name is Connor. Thank you very much. Connor Lonsdale, everyone. He's going to put a shirt on for his show. Next show. It's a hot day, and uh, I w I've always, I've, someday we'll find out what's in that fanny pack. All right. I know what's in your next comedian's fanny pack. Oh, I was trying to make a weird, I don't know what that meant. Put your hands together for Peter Struckmeyer. It's a metaphor for my asshole. Hello, gentlemen. It's truly just gents and Pam here. Pam, you're like an honorary gay man. It's men and gay men here. Hi. Um, I really enjoy Latin man. Latin men. Latin, Latin man. Could you imagine that as a superhero? <laughs> Let's start that over. I really enjoy Latin men. Do we like the Latinos? Latinas? Latinxes? Yes, yes. I think they're very sexy. Uh, I hooked up with a older Latin man from Brazil um, when I was traveling a couple weeks ago. And, you know, he comes back to my hotel room, we have sex, he leaves, he does not spend the night, but he FaceTimes me the next morning and he's like, I miss your smell. I was like, you miss my smell? Like, the fuck is wrong with my armpits? So here I am trying to assess all the pheromones that I'm apparently giving off. Then I learned, or then I realized, there was a Chipotle burrito bowl next to my bed. So this motherfucker thinks that uh, my pheromones are like barbacoa and extra guac. And this happened a couple of weeks ago. This guy has still not taken a fucking hint that I am not going to date him. So every morning, he'll send me a good morning, how did you sleep message. And each day I reply with, pretty good. Great. Yeah. Slept well. And nothing happens until the next day. And then we repeat the cycle over again. Pretty good. Yeah. Slept well. This morning, though, I'm going to read from my phone for this because I have no new material. Um, he messaged me this morning a childhood fable. Anyone get one of those slide into your DMs? No, just me. So I woke up this morning to a message that's this long. Let's look at my phone here for a second. They spent a day and a night on a small farm belonging to a very poor family. When they returned from the trip, the father asked his son, how was the trip? Very good, daddy. And at this point, I saw the word daddy, and I thought this story is going to go in a different direction. Do you understand the difference between wealth and poverty? Yes. And what did you learn? Asked the father. The son replied, I saw that we have a dog at home. They have four. We have a swimming pool that reaches the middle of the garden. They have a stream that has no end. We have a covered and lit porch. They have an entire forest. At the end of the answer, the father was open-mouthed. 
well, was he going to blow someone? Without reaction. And the little boy, hugging his father tightly, added, Thank you, Dad, for showing me how poor we are. This little boy may have taught his father the greatest lesson. It all depends on the way you look at things. The things that really matter are priceless. If you have love, friends, family, health, a good mood, and a positive attitude towards life, you have it all. If you are poor in spirit, you have nothing. Yeah, that slid into my DMs this morning. Being gay is wild, y'all. I get motherfucking childhood fables in my DMs from strange Latin men that I hook up with. I'm leaving you there. That's been my time. I'm Peter Struckmeyer. Uh, give it up for whoever's next, for Pam, for Yay. Yay, Peter Struckmeyer. Yeah, I had to start dating young Latinos because I was tired of young white guys calling me mommy. All right, your next comedian. He's Big Daddy in the room. Put your hands together for Tim Taylor. Uh, yeah, Daddy, Daddy. Great to see everybody. My name's Tim Taylor. I uh, love the w warm weather and celebration and anticipation of it. I actually shaved all my pubic hair. Just shaved it all off and... Challenges I actually have put on weight over the pandemic. And so I have this little pouch here. And so, yeah. And so, like, when I look down, I see the jowly chin of Mitch McConnell looking at me. It's like I look down at my pubis and it's just, oh, I've gotten more votes from the great people of Kentucky than any other senator in history. Somehow my pubis is, uh, hates all people but has an Asian fetish. <laughs> But you know, it's slowly growing back, so my pubes are kind of wispy. It looks like uh, that uh, poison uh, trickster in that movie, The Princess Bride. Inconceivable! <laughs> uh, you know, I was looking at myself in the mirror the other day without a shirt on, and I noticed I have a before body, for sure, right? <laughs> a before body. But I have after hair. Oh, yeah. You know how guys like, are really buff? They like stretch. I just do this shit when I'm thinking. Like, I just throw my hair around. That's a, when I say no, I go like this. No. <laughs> oh, boy. But I, yeah, I'm working on my dating life. I, uh, I considered becoming a sugar daddy. Anybody? Any sugar? Are you a sugar daddy? You are not. No, good, good call. Never thought about being a sugar daddy? That neither do I. So I'm like a fake sugar daddy. I'm like a stevia daddy. <laughs> or like a sweet and low daddy. There's just, there's something about asking, telling a woman I'm going to spoil her by taking her to the Nordstrom Rack Cafe. It just doesn't hit. <laughs> the Bed Bath & Beyond Bistro. <laughs> the Target Trattoria. Like it's just, I'm not attracting the right kind of women in my life. I see that and I'm not off book either, which is... Um, you know, the thing is, I, I have put on weight mostly because I eat my pain. And um, it's because my mom's love language was volume. She just yelled all the time at me. You know what I'm saying? It's just like I'd come home upset from work and she would, or upset from work as a child. I could come home upset from assembling iPhones. <laughs> I fucked that joke up, but it was probably funnier than the actual punchline. And it's like... You know, I, I didn't feel included in my own home. I felt excluded. But I'm actually into inclusion. Actually, Peter mentioned earlier about 
Latinos, Latinas. There's that, that saying Latinx. You guys heard that? I'm like, oh my God, there's like a, a Latin X games. <laughs> Skateboarder jumping. Oh God, that is, sorry, that joke is borderline racist. Oh, come on. Oh boy, thank you. So, uh, you know, I am sober. I've been sober for 11 years. Okay, thank you. From crystal meth. Which never gets an applause. And crystal meth, crystal meth is the, <laughs> crystal meth is the Ringo star of drugs. It's just, it's just, it has no, it has no thing. And, and I, I did get my MBA. I got my Wharton MBA when I was high on crystal meth. MBA, I was mostly a boring asshole when I was in class. But uh, I'll leave you with this, that, uh, you know, the anybody watch the Grammys? No, of course not. It's getting out of date. Here's the thing. Any fucking award show named after a nickname for a grandma is not going to work. Grammys. Yes. No. Thank you. I'm Tim Taylor. <laughs> Yay, Tim Taylor. Grammy. I guess I didn't. What did I call my grandma? Grandma. I don't know. Um, I'm old enough to be your next comedian's grandma. Put your hands together for Ian Langlands. Yay! Hey, what's up? I thought I was sixth. Oh. Okay, I'm making do. What's up, everybody? Good energy. How are we? We're good? Good. Um... I've been thinking, I, I, I don't understand why or when we decided that the remedy to help people when they're going through a problem is food. People always buy them food, right? You know, if something bad happens to a family member or like a loved one, it's always food. It doesn't make any sense. I don't think anyone's ever been eating meatloaf and it's just like, God, this is so good, I almost forgot about my cancer diagnosis. Like, that's never happened, right? It's never also the audacity to think your cooking is good enough to make anybody feel better, okay? Because it happened to me. A few months ago, my mom, she broke her hip. And we were just flooded with food. It was like a goddamn potluck. But all it was was just a full compost bin because half that shit was inedible, all right? Keep the chicken casserole at home, Janet. You don't know how to season. No one wants it. It's bad. It's not good. And they always ask you, they always ask you the open-ended question. They always ask you, if there's ever anything you need, don't hesitate to reach out. Right? Always the same fucking question. I want to take advantage of that question next time. Next time I get asked that, I'm going to be like, you know what would make me feel better? A new fucking TV. That's what would make me feel better. The new Obi-Wan show's coming out. I want to watch it in 4K. But the reason why people ask that question is because it gets their guilt off their chest, right? It's just really so they feel better. They don't really want to help. It's just so they feel better. They feel like they're making a difference. But I want to test it. Uh, how far are they willing to go? Next time I get asked, like, if there's any, anything, ever anything you need, don't hesitate to ask. I'm going to be like, you know what would make me feel better? Six ounces of black tar heroin. That's what I want. And they'll be like, oh, no, no, no. That's not really what I meant. I'll be like, no, no, no. You said what you wanted. It would make me feel better. Get on the line with the cartel, Janet, all right? Give them your casserole. Maybe they'll give you a discount. I don't know. That's all I got for that. I um, what was I gonna do? Oh yeah, I'm uh. You guys ever heard of the phrase toxic masculinity? You ever heard that phrase before? Yes, toxic masculinity. If you want to see it in real time, tell a man he has soft hands. Um, you'll see it up close and personal. Uh, yeah. So if you don't know what it is, it's when a man 
he suppresses his insecurities and then f and then asserts dominance over others by becoming you know arrogant or rude I would love a little bit of that I'm gonna be honest with you I would love just a little bit of it right I'm very insecure just enough so I don't get anxious when I get a phone call you know I just want to feel a little more confident I want to feel a little good I would, use, I would use it for good. I wouldn't be an asshole about it, you know. I could take some from someone who's not doing any good, like a Brett Kavanaugh or like a Jake Paul. They're not using it for any good. I want it. I see it all the time, toxic masculinity. I see it. it blows my mind. I was at a party one time, and this guy walks in, and he goes up to the first girl he sees, and he goes, you're hot. You're coming home with me. I could never do that in a million years. Never. One time I was in my car and I saw a beautiful woman walking on the sidewalk and I glanced up at her respectfully. I looked at her up and down and then she made eye contact with me and I audibly said alone in my car, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't know why, but I did. So bad. That's such a beta move, that's what it is. The only time I have a little bit of toxic masculinity is to myself. It's my inner dialogue. It's really what it is. Like if I'm at a restaurant, it'll be like yelling at myself, like, order quicker, the waitress thinks you're a pussy. <laughs> Tell. I'll see my reflection on the street and be like, I could fucking kick that guy's ass. I could. And then I'm shadow boxing the air like a TL crackhead, you know? And then I lose to myself. That's how weak I am. I lose every time. All right, that's all I got. Thank you, everybody. Ian Langlands. Weak in muscles, but strong in comedy. Yay. Take it. I don't know. I didn't. You always have. I don't know what your muscles look like. You were just talking about being weak, and I was trying to be a good host. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm high. Uh, your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody. It's Dorian Trung. Yay! How's it going, everyone? Uh, I always thought uh, when people died from their addictions are like super cool. And then I realize it's not as cool when I tell people I'm killing myself with food. So I had to give that up. Um, I used to be 300 pounds, and then I lost the weight because I didn't want to work on my personality. You know, I mean, I'm still fat, but, you know, not fat enough for a child to stop me in the middle of the street to make an announcement, you know what I mean? You know, when a kid's like, Mom, look, he's fat. Which is always awkward, you know, when you uh, have to hit someone else's kid. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> I'm a, I, have, I have what people call a, a dad bod, but I'm trying to get down to stepdad bod. I just want my body to be good enough, to, you know, to impress the single moms. But, like, messy enough so that her kids knew, know that, like, her mom, their mom could do better. But she can't. She can't. <laughs> But, I mean, who, who am I joking? I mean, I can't do better either. Like, if I wanted to do better, I would have to be rich, and there's no way I could make that happen. I've admitted it. But a stepdad bot is not bad. You know, it's kind of like driving a used Corolla. You know, I could, you're always afraid that I'll die on you, but, you know, it's more reliable than you think. <laughs> I, uh, I have a hard time dating. Um, I don't really have a face for a Tinder. My, my face is more suited for, like, blind dates and arranged marriages. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm like the guy that you match, you know, with your fourth favorite daughter. The lesbian of the family. <laughs> I mean, but, I mean, Tinder is, is, uh, is very interesting, you know, I feel. As a man, it's way easier to catfish people online. 
know what i mean like i just i don't even need to use uh filters or anything i could just lie to them with words you know on tinder i say crazy things like i'm a male feminist you know what i mean like saying i'm a male feminist is like a woman telling guys like they don't care about money like almost everyone says it but like none of us actually believe it uh, my friend tried to give me some dating advice. He said, uh, look, you just got to be more aggressive. Stop being such a beta bitch. And I was like, dude, why'd you got to poke me in the chest so hard? <laughs> Ugh. I mean, I, 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 I'm not an alpha male, you know. You know, the ladies might see me and they think like, oh, yeah, I could be, I'll be safe with him. But, you know, who knows? I'm, I'm built like, uh, you know, one of those home security stickers that you put on the window. Like, it might deter most. But if someone breaks in, you'll wish you had the real thing, you know? <laughs> what else do I have here? Uh, I guess some dark ones would be good about now. I'm, uh, I'm quite the hypocrite, you guys. I, uh, I really want world peace, but I also really want there to be a drone strike on my neighbors. Because I mean, they keep playing the damn music, you know what I mean? Like, I think like, unwanted music is probably like, the worst thing you could hear from your neighbor. I would almost say it's worse than hearing your neighbor beat their wife. Because a beating only lasts a couple of seconds. And after that, they go through what they call a honeymoon phase. Which is, honestly, honeymoon for everyone around them is great. It's so quiet. All right, I think that's my time. Thank you. Dorian Trung, everyone. All right. Uh, I'm going to run around and, and do my time now because we're waiting for a couple of people on the list. So, yay. After the misogynist drone strike, knock, knock. Yeah. Predator drone. Don't answer your door, you're dead. It's a predator drone. Do you know anything about predator drones? That was dumb. These little flies are like predator drones right now. Who are they going to land on? How are you here? Are you neither of you are comedians? You're just neighbors that are like, we want some comedy. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Thank you for being here. This is very exciting. Feel like we're already friends. I can let you know that I uh, my clit is so big I can use a Cheerio as a cock ring. <laughs> I'm not actually a comedian. I'm just single and not on any dating apps. And so just whenever I see a microphone, I'm like, hey, something could happen. How cute is your dad? How much do you hate your mom? Dang, that's right. I met your mom. She is cool. I'm just I'm shopping to be a stepmom right now. They they say dress for the job you want, and I want to be a stepmom in Walnut Creek. Thank you. Yeah, after this whole month of Women's History Month and being a strong independent feminist is hard. Just want to be a dependent now. I'm like, can you just? I just put feminism back 40 years, but I don't care. I still I'm hoping someday there'll be. Some rich man in, in Walnut Creek listening to some strange podcast with his seven and nine-year-old there. and I don't know. I can dream. I, just want to, I could just be a nanny, I suppose. <laughs> I don't, then I wouldn't have to fuck him. Although maybe sometimes the nanny does. So I, I used to be a nanny. Um, and here's the thing. Having sex on top of a baby is not pedophilia, okay? Because the baby's here, and like I'm getting banged from behind. I'm making eye contact with the baby, right? And the baby can only see like 15 inches in front of its face anyway. And just because the baby's first words are, uh, uh, 
doesn't make me a bad nanny. It makes me a bad nanny. Cool. I used to do this. I used to nanny, and it was great. And the best thing about it is you get like, it's like nanny 2.0. Ooh, it's like this new workout program. Woo! So when you do in the, the baby cart, you like go up the hills, and you keep a pace, and you do this, and then you change your arms so you can get the bye-bye arms when you wave, and it goes bye-bye. And the best part is that when your heart rate gets above a certain rate, for 20 minutes, you start burning fat, and I smoke and eat so much weed that I get high off my own. I get to the top of the hill with the baby, and I'm like, woo we did it. Parents are here. Let's play on the playground. I don't even have to smoke. I'm just high. It's fun. Did you know that? When you, okay. When you burn your, there's another, this is exciting. I'm not drinking tonight, uh, but I do really enjoy drinking, and I'm, want to hang out with a small child because I want to win the science fair. Uh, and it might not be the most appropriate thing, but it's basic chemistry. So sometimes in the morning, uh, I throw up because I'm an alcoholic. And so I go to the, to the refrigerator and I drink a cup of cold water. Now, if I have a small child and I drink eight ounces of 38 degree water and then I vomit 22 minutes later and the child takes the temperature of the water, how many calories did I burn being an alcoholic? We can have graphs. We can win the science fair. See, you remember basic science. See, yeah. No one ever gets that joke because they're all too dumb. Here's another joke I can never do. Uh, no one reads the Bible. Heathens here. Sodom and Gomorrah. Terrible people. No, it's fine. I, I mean, I, okay. I love reading the Bible, though. I like to mine it for feminist tropes. And there's, I've learned everything I know about feminism from the Bible. Two books, Esther and Ruth. Oh, I love this topical right now. Passover, Esther, the whole thing. How did Esther save the entire Jewish people? How did she do that? Was she clever? Good at sports? A great orator? Nay, she had a hot rack and didn't look Jewy. That was, her name was Hadassah. They changed it to Esther. Far less Jewy. One last joke. Uh... I have a fetish for uncircumcised guys, clearly. Yeah. yeah, right? Yeah, circumcision, his choice, his decision. It's not lop off the tips of our baby's dicks. I mean, Jews do it fine. You got the covenant with Yahweh. He can do whatever he wants with those foreskins, put them on his fingers, eat them off like olives. Calamari on a salad. Yeah, we're thinking, yeah. So maybe you'll know where I'm going with this. I want to take an uncircumcised guy. I want to pull up his dick, pull his foreskin up over his dick. Put a shot of Jameson in his foreskin. Because I want whiskey dick for real. Can I finally get what I want? It's twofold. Uh, one, I'm an alcoholic and I like new and sexy ways to drink whiskey. And two, boys are gross. And you have to clean out all that schmegma. Yay! I'm your host back there, Pam Benjamin, trying to make you laugh. This is crazy. Brady, are you ready? All right. Fuck yeah. Uh, your jacket today is, I do not doubt your commitment to Sparkle Motion. It, oh. yeah, you are 100% a believer. Put your hands together, everybody, for Brady Pearson. Yes. Yay. Oh, my God. Hi, everybody. How are you doing? You too. Hi. How are you two doing? It's <laughs> very excited to have you two here. I, I know Lauren. Lauren is the famed creator of um, Giraffe Corner. A multi-platinum famous little show on YouTube. We should all talk about that. But thank you too for being here. Now, does him? Um, I have a question. Does anybody? Okay, 
Do you see my shirt? It's, what does it say? Like, I drag San Francisco. Does anybody here speak homosexual? Because that's what that means. Is that not normal? Okay. Does anybody here speak heterosexual? Because I have some questions for you. If we, I just want us all to get along. Okay. So earlier today, we heard this comedian talk about being an alpha male. Are, any, are there any alpha males in this room? Keith? That doesn't count. She has more balls than all of us, so there's... So there's an L, are you a beta then? We don't even know, are you guys, are you straight? Can I ask, I mean like, you're, both, you're straight, both of you? Oh, okay, well that, we'll see about that after the show. I mean, I can work on that. Um, but yeah, so I was thinking, okay, so alpha and, alpha and beta, so one is the more dominant, is that what it is? Can you help me understand? Is that what it is, Keith? And so beta's more like a bitch, like something like you can put down the beta, right? Okay, so I just want you all to know that like we speak the same terms. I want to give you some gay speak today. We call that, say with me now, top and bottom. So right, so now if you're a beta, it means I can come and fuck you. Oh damn it, that didn't come off as crap, but I can still do it. <laughs> right, I mean, you're not as excited about that as I am, okay. All right, that's fine. Started doing comedy a little later in life, and uh, just turned fifty odd, and it's really exciting. I have to say that because what nothing thrills me more than having thirty-year-old comics coming up to me and going or speaking like, "Oh my God, I just turned thirty. Turned thirty. No one else has ever turned thirty before in their lives. They have no idea how it's done." There haven't been novels or written or even a shitty boomer show called 30 fucking something. You have a fucking rule book, you dumb cunts. I am so old that I have probably swallowed your siblings. Your dad was great. <laughs> he really was, and you're welcome. I mean, you didn't want that inter-sibling rivalry, did you? No. I am doing service to God and the children. This is what I tell myself when I'm sucking cock late at night. Speaking of sucking a lot of cock. So I've been sucking cock for so long and it begs the existential question of like, how many miles of cock have I sucked? Like, I mean, the average cock is what, are you six? Maybe? My turn? <sighs> That's not going much anywhere, so. Well, it is, and math is hard. I'm Barbie. Math is hard. And if it's hard, you know I love it. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to leave you with a little song about the boys' camp that I really wish I'd gone to in Lake Put It In Me, Wisconsin. And it goes something like this. <clears throat> Can't put it in me, actually. Oh, I love you. Put it in me. Put it in me every day. I love you. Put it in me. Put it in me all the way on your shores. Put it in me. I am yours. Put it in me. Put it in me every gay. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Brady. Yay! Brady Pearson. And it's going to be Mr. Sparkle Motion. Yay. Oh my God. You, you kind of look like an exploded pi pinata. I had a had a orgy. <laughs> That's what I would call that jacket. Exploded pinata orgy. Fun times. Brady Pearson. All right. It's a compliment. I love it. I would wear that in a second. Oh my God. With like some white stretch pants. Dear God. 
I don't know. I just thought white stretch pants or like really white tight jeans. I think those would be fun. Because like pick up, there's the, anyway. Your next comedian comes to us uh, by way uh, from all over the world, actually, from Brooklyn and Portland and everything else. Put your hands together for Keith Hemingway. I wish I explored more places than New York and Portland because that's all. No, I've discovered uh, San Francisco and I've discovered L.A., um, I don't think I want to go back to LA. <laughs> LA is a different type of fear. It was like, do I want to get shanked in this corner or do I want to get pissed on in this corner? And apparently I'm still here, so showers still exist. And um, I don't have no medical bills from LA. Yay. But LA is a nice town. I, I, like, I like San Francisco too. This town, y'all don't have leg day. You expected to have leg day because you have hills. But it's not about the leg day, it's about the toes. You guys are toe strong in this town because of all the shit you gotta step over, literally. Like, you have to treat every block like a Michael Jackson video. You just gotta doom, doom, doom. Get some on the back of your feet, like, ah, come on. I, I can't really dance like Michael Jackson. I didn't practice. I wasn't one of those kids that was in. Even though I think, no, I can't moonwalk. I, I wasn't one of those kids that can do that. But uh, I got to be careful sometimes when I'm stepping over the shit because some of them come in a, a weird pattern and it could look like I'm crip walking. And that would get me in a lot of trouble these days, man. I don't know. I can't do that out here. Come on in, lady. We have free comedy. I saw you smiling. You can't hide. Yeah, come on. Nope, 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 nope. Dedication. Come on. All right, two minutes. Sit down. There you go. See? Come on. You can't give me two minutes. <laughs> I was trying to answer that in the most professional comedic way, but then I was like, mm. yeah, no. He made me forget like almost all my jokes when she said that shit too. It's all good. But you know what? Because it's, it's special because I'm all the way here from Brooklyn, New York. You know that? And I know you're looking like, damn, what made you come out here? And just for you, I'm going to let you know this right now. I'm on my white girl world tour right about now, you know? <laughs> I'm out here, I'm teaching white women how to braid hair and fry chicken, you know. Because they, they say they want to give back to the black community. They say black lives matter, black lives matter. But they always still choose to swallow. And I'm just confused on that one. I was like, I thought we was here to procreate, not give you a protein shake. It's... Now I like white women. My, what? I got, I, I, like, I'm a connoisseur, I'm like a, a connoisseur of white women, so I like to uh, test around, so I've had the ghetto, I've had the races, I have, I've had the white mocha vodka, mocha, lot, mocha vodka marijuana lattes, you know, some of them come with shrooms, others come with coke, you know, no, nobody had that type of white girl yet, no, which one are you, the, co the coke or the shrooms? Officer, damn, that's the first time I got confused for a cop. <laughs> <laughs> even better undercover every people just look at me like, hey what's up man can i get some again what i don't even know you what hold on let me go to the corner man fuck i be carrying my backpack around on me my cops be looking at me they 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 look like they want to stop me every time but anybody here plays assassin creed no nobody knows what assassin's creed is all right assassin's creed is a video game and there's certain parts of that video game you can walk into and you hide so when i'm in in san francisco if i'm not in like missionary i'll run back to tenderloin and i'll look like everybody else because they can't even tell and if they shine a light on me too hard i'll just back into a corner take a shit and they're like yep he's a san franciscan he's paid he's paid his taxes he's good leave him alone leave him alone he's good he's good he's good but uh, you know what? I like like 
I like that people don't. I, what I don't like is that people don't get me mixed up with like a black celebrity. Like I wish people would get me mixed up with Keith Sweat. But then I gotta remember I'm a comedian and people like to be assholes towards me. So they be like, yeah, you can't be Keith Sweat because who's gonna remember you? Nobody. And you know that's kind of fair if you know that song. You know that song? Oh man, you a player in the bedroom, huh? You got you. Uh-uh. No, don't blame it. Yeah, uh-huh. We, we, we all got that friend. Asking for a friend. Hey, what's that key song? A asking for a friend, not me. I don't, I don't do... I'm a good guy in the bedroom. Maybe just... H-Town? Oh, see, even... Look, 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 look. Just going, just... You know, as men, you know we just dig ourselves into China. It just, we just can't get out of that hole. I mean, we're men, though. <laughs> <laughs> I finally got a reaction out of you Okay, I know how to get you now Alright, so I know I'm running out of time a little bit So I'm going to tell you guys now We all can see that this comedy stuff Is not working out for me And that's okay, it's alright Because I already got my plan B in action I already got it all down packed After this, I'm going to be an exotic dancer Okay, And my stage name is going to be Chicken Strip My theme song Stacy's mom, because I need a stepmom to buy me a PS5 nowadays. This shit is expensive. All right, baby, my name is Keith Hemway. Yeah. Keep your hands clapping for Keith Hemingway. And keep them clapping for your next comedian, everybody, Lauren Kraut. Yay! Hello. How are you? The first thing anyone sees about me now is that I'm old. And I hate that. I sometimes wonder if old precedes lady or white, because there's race also. So what comes first, the old lady or the, the chicken? I'm trying to think of the rest of it, shit. Oh, and there's also LOL which also stands for little old lady, or in my case, little old lesbian. <laughs> and an LOL, LOL is an urging to grandma to enjoy the fuck out of her life. Laugh out loud, little old lady. Why you still can? Why you still can? I don't know why I loved, I love that joke. I don't know, it's, it's not going anywhere, but I, I just love doing it. Okay. Why do we have to be afraid of God? Why is there fear? Why can't we, I mean, there's respect, yes, certainly. Honor, yes. But why do we have to be afraid of God? Because I think when you have fear in a relationship, it's just a recipe for disaster. Hear me out. <laughs> Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Fear, right? Be afraid, mortal. Be very afraid. Oh, shit. This is so new. This is so new. Um, You're doing great. I'm doing, thank you. Uh, fuck. All right. Forget that. Sorry. I know I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember, and it's not coming back. So um, I was on the bus the other day, and there was this man that came in, and, uh, or he was on the bus already, and he had a rolling walker in front of him, and he didn't have a mask. 
he had a long white gauze that he had looped around his ear and then wrapped around his nose and kind of over his head. And his mouth was sticking out and he was just, I don't know, was like that. But he was sitting there and his walker got away from him a couple of times and we tried to bring it back. And uh, then this other guy gets on the bus and he recognizes this old guy. And he says, I thought you were dead. I thought you were dead. And the old guy's like, I'm not dead. He says, I really did. I thought something had happened to you. He goes, no, I'm still here. He goes, give me your number. Give me your number. I, we can get together. Remember Ramon? We can get together with Ramon. And he's like, uh. And he's patting down. And he's looking in his, his, wheel, his walker thing. He's trying to find his number. And he's like, 415-644-644. And we're, we're like, Come on, come on, come on, get the, get the number, get the number. And the guy's bus stop, is, the second guy's bus stop is coming up. And he's scrambling, he rips off a thing of paper from his grocery bag. And he says, he's starting to write that down. And when the guy stops him in number, he rips off another piece of paper. It says, you call me, I'll give you my number, and you call me. And he writes down the number and he gets off. And the, and the old guy is standing there, sitting there and he's saying, I, I remember him from like, I've known him for like 60 years. And we say, yes, we could see that. It was quite a reunion. And he says, um, I went to school with him. And we say, oh, isn't that a small world that you ran into him? And he goes, I never did like that guy. His sister was cute, but he's an asshole. <laughs> Thank you. I'll end on a tried and true joke, because I, I owe you one. Um, Let's pause for a brief moment and reflect on the concept of time. Everyone knows about it. We use it all the time. Follow it or not. You're late. I lost track of time. You work for it, part-time, full-time, overtime, all the fucking time. You get it done in next to no time or at your earliest convenience. Fuck you, I'm busy. You took your sweet time. Come on, man, I don't have all the time in the world. First time, next time, this is the last time. You're wasting time, and I got time to kill. What the hell time is it? Time's up, Miss Kraut, at any point in time. But you can't touch it, can you? And we have happy hour, children's hour, darkest hour, hourglass. Minute waltz, minute steak, New York minute, in a minute, just a minute, just a second, split second, hold on a second, who's the second, what's the first? I don't know, third base. Well, that's my time. Thank you very much. Yay! Laura Crowd, everyone! Hooray! We got all the time in the world for Lauren Crowd. Hell yeah! All right, your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Dan Britton! Yay! Hola. Um, I just came from the Giants game. That was really fun. It's, they did. It's really, it's, it's an interesting game that I find exceptional, exceptionally fascinating. But really, when you think about it, it's just people hitting leather with wood and rolling around on the ground. So it's not, it's not complicated or anything. This isn't a joke. It's just I've had a nice day out in the sun. I'll have to pick that up later. It didn't land on the chair. I wanted it to. <laughs> I'm Irish. Um, that's, that means that I'm uh, predispositioned to be uh, killed by feelings or suppression of those. What's up, Hillary? I don't have anything interesting to say. What's your name? Chris. That's a shitty fucking name. Now I'm playing. 
<laughs> I'm playing. That's, that's actually my brother's name. What's your name? Jeff. Jeff and Chris. You two together? <laughs> Jeff, I'm really sorry. Uh, Chris, I'm really sorry. Jeff just isn't into you like that, I guess. Sorry about that. You're not. Oh, do you do you come in a bogo? A bogo? Can I get both of you for the price of one? I I always uh, I always like the boho. Buy one get one half off. The boho. Anyway, I <laughs> I like uh, I like bowling. I, I don't really like tennis. Um, I, I'm a big fan of sex and um, film noir, um, provided that there's not too much racism hidden within the subtext of film noir. Um, <laughs> this is basically me rewriting the Constitution of the United States. Thomas Jefferson would be so pissed off if he was like, I have to give this shit for brain the freedom of speech like he's not using it for anything valuable i feel like out of all like a lot of sports teams have names that that are just unnecessary and don't make sense like i don't think there's ever been a single pirate within the city of pittsburgh not not once that that would have been a Am I the only one? Am I the only one who thinks that R and B singers in music videos um, are the only people who ever have to stand like this? I'm sorry, baby. It's like, why don't you tell her instead of this room of awkwardly half-filled with furniture place that you may be moving out of, but you have no boxes? So I'm just a little confused. It seems to me that rappers in music videos don't walk like you and I do. Like I walk like this, they walk like with the shoulders going these degrees, and it's like, they also hold microphones much differently than comedians. They hold microphones like this. Why did the chicken cross the road? Because the chicken can go anywhere it fucking wants to. This is America. My brother actually dated a girl that, uh, <laughs> this fucking lady, she, uh, I was gonna say bitch, but that was, anyway. Uh, she was she was a super liberal. She was all about animal rights. She lived in New York, and uh, she took a, a class in college about like chickens and slaughterhouses and procedures and whatnot. So she started a GoFundMe to save chickens from uh, New from California that were going to be slaughtered. And she literally raised enough money to charter a plane to fly all of the chickens across the United States to a chicken sanctuary. And I just. I always think to myself, uh, chickens aren't meant to fly, and that's why wow. they can't fly with wings. Uh, and you probably shouldn't put them in first class as well, because they're chickens. Need I say more? Okay. <laughs> so anyway, as we wrap up this wonderful um, bonanza of unconnected weird thoughts that I've had today. I just want to say that I really love being a comic and I love the city and I love Chris and Jeff and Hillary and Lauren and Pam and I just hope that everybody has a beautiful weekend with nice weather and happiness and friends. Good night everyone. Yay!
That was so sweet. Wishing us a happy weekend, and we're all friends. I know what your next comedian's going to be doing all weekend. She's going to be riding her bike up and down hills all over San Francisco and Marin Cal, the counties. Look at her ass. It looks great. Put your hands together for Hillary Lannon. According to my girlfriends, they say I have an ass of a toddler because I have no hips. So, yeah, I, I they were saying that that was a compliment, but I don't think it was. So, okay, I'm sorry. I know I walked in when Dan was like asking you guys if you were an item, which I don't care about that but are you comics or are you just regular people you're like real human beings wow so how did you end up here just saw the sign and uh-huh blame him that's a good bet so wait how did you find out about this okay oh cool yeah 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 nice are you just a like comedy fan or do you have aspirations